Hi everyone, how are you today? I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing Louise Meter uh, for today's Start Somewhere podcast for Marie Claire. Louise is an incredible human being and, and really a light in my life. So I'm delighted to be able to see her and interview her in person. Um, Louise is a, a global healer and, you know, founder of, of an amazing um, modem called Integrated Quantum Medicine. And she's going to talk to us more about that. So Louise, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah, for inviting me to join you in this podcast. Thank you. Now, as you know, the, the format of, of this podcast is really, I would you know, love to know about how you got started uh, in your career, which has been very interesting. So I can't wait to hear all about it. So Louise, how, how did you get started? Where are you from, for instance? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born and raised in New York, in Harlem. My mother is from Hawaii and my father is from Japan. They met in New York and when they decided to retire when I was about 21, they moved back to my mother's hometown, Honolulu, Hawaii. I went to visit and stayed for 13 years. Uh, during the time that I was growing up, I was also pursuing a career as a dancer and choreographer. So rather than staying in New York where the dance would have been abundant when I went to visit them, it was like being a pioneer in a new frontier. And so I brought a lot of ideas from New York to Hawaii, where I did develop a career in dance, but also dance theater. And I had three dance companies. I had about 15 grants from National Endowment for the Arts. So I brought a, a different component of rather than just commercial dance, uh, the, the art of dance um, and all different kinds of dance. I was classically trained. So it was all different genre of dance. So that was one element of my life, let's say, is the dance and choreography that I continued for about 30 or 40 years. Wow. And, and tell us about the other elements of your life. <laughs> so coinciding with the dance background, I had always studied martial arts a number of different modalities. In New York, I started with kendo, which is the um, samurai kind of an art form. And then when I moved to Hawaii, I started studying Kung Fu. And uh, the idea of doing all these martial arts was indeed another form of physicality that I hoped would strengthen my dance, um, let's say, uh, physical prowess. But I was also looking for the magic. And when I say looking for the magic, it wasn't about the punches and kicks. I knew that there was more to the world of energy, the, the world of unseen energy. And I wanted to explore it. And, and I wanted the secrets. I was looking for that. So that paralleled my world as a dancer, although most people don't know it. I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this because that's kind of my side thing. And um, I stayed in Hawaii for about 14 years. And then I moved to L.A. to pursue full on my professional career as a dancer choreographer. And again, with a number of other martial arts um, endeavors paralleling uh, the, the work as a dancer. 
which was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I might add for those of you who haven't seen uh, Louise, Louise is is very petite. So the idea of Louise as this kind of ninja martial artist <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. And I mean, I've seen her do some of this. So I mean, you you wouldn't want to meet Louise in a, in a dark street at night <laughs> <laughs> and creep up behind her. I mean, you know, they, you would definitely come off worse. That's for certain. But. Louise, what was the kind of, you know, you, you obviously had this calling to, 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 you know, explore martial arts and the kind of, if you like, the, the magic and mystery side of it. But what was, was there a, a kind of moment for you, kind of the big wake up call, you know, where, where you were like, oh my God, you know, this is what I really need to be doing? I think the idea of, well, the idea of empowerment and self-empowerment probably came from the time I was very little because I was the smallest one in the class. I was the, the odd nationality in, in the neighborhood of Harlem. I was the odd person and somewhat, um, the underdog and to be, uh, accosted or abused or looked down upon. It wasn't so much I wanted to kick anybody's butt or defend myself, but I don't want anybody to feel like that. Mm. I want people to feel empowered, whether right. you're a female, whether you're of a different race, whether you're of a different age. I don't think anybody deserves to feel frightened or, um, badgered or uh, bullied. I don't, I don't think that that's right. You know, truly, truly. So in looking for the magic, it wasn't about punching and kicking because, you know, you can't stand toe to toe with some big dude. That wasn't what it was. I just wanted to like, poof, make him disappear or something like really (laughs) (laughs) like fun stuff like that. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Remind me how to do that one later. Yes, I will. (laughs) Well, that's what you're learning at this. So, you know, Sarah's very good at this, by the way. <laughs> and and what has um I guess suppose the the turning point was after all these athletics, the dance background and the martial arts, I think at a certain point I started to feel the physical toil of it. And when I was in my 30s, I thought, my God, I wake up and I am in absolute excruciating pain. What is this gonna be like when I'm in my fifties or sixties or mm. 70s? Oh my God, I'm I was just dreading the idea and that didn't stop me from being very physical, but waking up in the morning was definitely a bit frightening. And I think the turning point was that I need to find the magic because I am going to continue being physical, but I don't want to feel like this. This is crazy. Um, I, I'd say in Hawaii, a wake up call was living, I guess I was my early thirties. I was living on one of the neighbor islands where everything's very rural and lovely. And I had a dance company and one dancer asked me, oh, you know, my back is sore. I think I pulled something. And I said, well, let me try to massage it out. And I massaged it out. She said, oh, as soon as I touched her, it relieved her. And she said, whoa, what did you do? That was amazing. And I thought, okay, I know she's crazy, whatever. And I said, great. Next day when I woke up, I had that same pain and it was in me. And I thought, wait, what's going on? Oh my God. And, and I recognized, I think this was the girl yesterday. No, that can't happen. That's impossible. Well, this happened a few times. And then I realized there's something going on. Didn't make any sense to me, but it was a little scary. Mm. So I was reticent about touching anybody. Right. You know, <laughs> After yeah, that, yeah. Think, it's like, right. great, you've got a crippling injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but 
And I didn't even regard it as having a gift or something. It felt more like a curse. It felt mm-hmm. more like there's, you know, is, is pain contagious? This is really spooky. Yeah. So cut to, again, just pursuing the martial arts and looking for the magic. None of this made sense until I was fully into the healing where I could look back in retrospect and hindsight is twenty twenty, and see, oh, 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 so maybe this was in my destiny. Maybe this is in the lineage. But in looking at all of this, um, the pursuit really was of a higher level of Mm. martial arts, a higher level of, of energy work where I'm not dealing with things on the physical level. You know, again, the magic, the magic. And, and I knew it existed. I didn't know in what shape or form or what, but the quest was always to find the magic. And uh, when I finally did, I recognized it instantly, immediately. And, and, and what was that when you found, I mean, how, how did you find this, if you like? Um, so the story is that um, I would go to Hawaii four times a year to go visit my parents. Yeah. And early in the morning, I'd move my car because you couldn't park in front of the house. And I'd go to the beach and I'd run the beach and then I'd stop on one end and I'd do my Tai Chi. Well, as I was running the beach, I'd always see this girl with a long ponytail and she would be doing her yoga. And I was like, oh, she looks really interesting. And when I would finish my run, I'm on my end of the beach doing my Tai Chi and I'd see her running by me. And we never caught eye because we were into our own little exercise thing. Cut to four years later. I see her in the afternoon. She walks up to me and says, I recognize you. You're the one that I've been wanting to talk to. And I look up, I go, oh my God, that's you. (laughs) I've been dying to talk to you. Wow. So we sat, had a conversation. I mentioned I had a tight neck and she goes, you want me to do something? I was like, uh, okay. She sat in front of me and did the technique that I now do today in this work. And as soon as she did it, my neck popped back in. And I said to her, I want to learn how to do this. Wow. I want to learn how to do it. She said to me, well, my teacher doesn't live here. And I said, I don't live here. And she goes, I see you every day. I know you see me four times a year. Mm. And then she said, my teacher lives in LA. I told her, I live in LA. He's in the Valley. I live in the Valley. So it was one of these sets of circumstances that was absolutely crazy. And I was going back the next day. I got his name. I contacted him. Uh, what was a little bit insane about that was they said, he's going to be gone for three months. Leave your name if you want us to contact you when he comes back. And I, okay, I was very disappointed. And this was a Wednesday. Thursday, they called me and said, oh, he has returned. Dr. Ewan has come back and he's going to do a demonstration Friday. Do you want to come? And I said, um, yeah, I, I'd <laughs> love to come. Wow. Absolutely. And um, okay, and the sidebar story is, my ex-husband at the time said, oh, Cam Ewan, I know Cam Ewan. And I said, how, how do you know? Cam Ewan's like John Smith, okay? I said, oh, sure, you know him. And he'd always say he knew everybody. I said, you don't know him. We're in LA. He says he knows him from New York. Are you kidding me? Oh, blah, blah, blah. 
Anyway, I said, well, then come with me to the demo and then you can see him. And he goes, I don't want to go see No, 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 no. So I go to the demo on Friday by myself. I had a pulled hamstring. He healed it on the spot. I was blown away. And then Dr. Ewan said, well, I teach this stuff. And I said, I want to learn. And he goes, well, when do you want me to teach? I said, this weekend. He goes, okay. And he announces he's going to teach it. So I was just over the moon about it. And I went home and I said, okay, I've got to take this class and I was there that Saturday. And as I'm watching everything, I'm like soaking this in like a sponge. Mm. And then he walks by and I'm on the phone talking to my husband. And I said, oh, wait a minute. You say, you know, Cam. You, well, why don't you talk to him? And I said, excuse me, Dr. You, Dr. You, here, here, here's the phone. My husband thinks he knows you. And I was sitting back smug, waiting for him to embarrass himself. You know, my husband, he gets on the phone and Dr. You goes, Calvin. Cal hey, hey, Calvin, how are you? How's your brother? <laughs> I'm sitting there with my mouth hanging oh, open. Oh, that's too No funny. way. And he goes, yeah, you know, your wife is pretty good at this stuff. Um, I'm going to take her with me to New York next weekend, and uh, she's going to assist me. And I'm thinking, does anybody want to ask me? What the heck? So oh my goodness. This was the fast track. I became his assistant. I worked with him. I, you know, I studied with him, obviously, uh, became a, like his apprentice as well. Wow. I started writing his manuals um, and we became really, really close friends uh, in the understanding of the other works that I've done mm. that I wanted to incorporate if I were ever to share a healing I could not do that in this method because it's pure. It is what he has developed. Yes. So with his blessings, I left the nest, took the other things I know, but based on the essence of his work and his work, Chinese energetic medicine would be what I consider the prototype for what I do, integrative quantum medicine. So if I gave any one person the credit, it would be this 35th generation Shaolin martial arts master, Dr. Cam Ewan. Wow. Yeah. 35th. Yes. Goodness. Yes. A long line of, of Shaolin martial artists, as well as he was an engineer and a chiropractor. And he was the stunt coordinator for the Kung Fu, well, Kung Fu series in in the United States that David Carradine starred in. So his martial arts was, uh, you know, the level of fame that it was on television for decades. It was fantastic. Wow. But yeah, he's pretty amazing. And, uh, and we both to this day, we're still friends. He respects my work. I respect his. And it's been an incredible journey. Wow, know? that's extraordinary. Yeah. And how did you find the, the other modalities to, to incorporate into, into um, integrated quantum medicine? Well, because as a dancer, there was there's so much to understand. And I wasn't just a dancer. I was a choreographer and I, I was a dance notator. I could do laba notation, which is the... the um, the dance notation modality that one studies, just like music notation, but there's a method for dance notation. So I studied dance from that aspect and Dr. Lulu Schweigard's um, method of understanding the, um, I'd say the physics of dance and movement and how, how to, let's say, produce the best possible um, 
results from technique as opposed to just following along. So understanding the way the body moved, Mm. going from the fulcrum of a movement rather than just kick your leg up, things like that. I I could make, you know, a toad dance. I could teach. Well, maybe not mine. But I could could break it down in a way that the understanding was there so that there's so many people who want to dance, not professionally, but would like the experience of it. And I could understand how to make some things happen in that way. And, And definitely the martial arts skills help me in understanding movement as well. So in understanding movement from this perspective, I did have to study physiology and anatomy Mm. and different types of ways of, let's say, approaching the body to get the maximum out of it with the least amount of effort so that we could have a longevity as a a dance career. You know, you're not going to have to bail out at 35 or something and, and being able to see so many different ways the body could heal. I was fascinated. So there are some things that are just amazing that work all the time. And there are other parts of these methodologies that, you know, are, are, let's say, it depends on the healer when they use the rest of the modality, how successful they are. So what I wanted to do was take the best of the best and put it all together. And then when I met Dr. Cam Ewan and this modality being the foundation of what I do, the integration was a no brainer. It was seamless and it was a perfect fit. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you heal people, uh, you heal the planet. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, no job is too 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 small. So, yeah. you know, maybe you could explain a bit about you know how how you actually uh, uh, approach you know healing a person and and you know critically at this time you know as well the planet. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's so interesting that you would ask that because healing a person, the planet, an animal, a plant is pretty much the same. We're healing the energy. Mm. And if there is a misalignment in the energy or a blockage in the energy, that's where things go wrong. And what we're trying to do basically is unblock the energy fields so the planet can heal itself, the person can heal itself, uh, the animal can heal itself. It's, It's working with the purity of the energy. That's also why I look at this as one of the highest forms of martial arts because it's a martial art of the mind. And this isn't an, I wish, I hope this guy is going to feel better, or I wish, I hope the planet will get better. It's very specific, just like the specifics of executing any kind of um, dance technique or martial art technique. It is a technique that one learns, perfects, and executes to be able to manifest the clear energy pathways by getting rid of anything that blocks them so that the being, whether it person, animal, plant, planet, Mm -hmm. can heal itself. That's that's so fascinating. And anybody can learn this stuff, Louise. Is that is that right? I mean, so you know people don't have to 
you know, come and study with you for kind of 50 years or, no. or be a 35th generation <laughs> Sherlin Monk. Is, 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 is that right? I mean, that's for me has always been astonishing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. People can learn to do this in a weekend, in two wow. days. I mean, it's an intense eight hours for both days, but you're going to walk away being able to heal yourself and others. It, it is not a belief system. This is not a placebo effect. This is not, um, this is not luck. This is the real deal. This is actually the real deal. We don't realize how brilliant we are and that we have keys to the castle. We really do. But you didn't realize it, but it's in your back pocket. It's there. And that's basically what I do is I show you where the keys are and how to use it. So again, because it doesn't require belief system, we are astonished with the results. And the first thing we say is, oh my God, I don't believe it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. That's the part that's yeah. great. Yeah. And really, I mean, you know, gosh, we've, we've, the time is running away with us. <laughs> this is so interesting. I mean, as you know, my, my, the kind of last piece of, 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 uh, you know, my podcast is really to, to, to invite you to kind of shout out about, you know, what people can do, what's the steps that they can take. And I think, Importantly now, I mean, you know, we're, I didn't want to, to mention the C word really, but, yeah. you know, we are in a time of probably double C with, with, mm. with, you know, COVID-19, Corona, and also climate change, you yeah. know, happening around us, you know, there's yeah. blocks in, you know, happening in, in the energy field. So, so, you know, for those people who are listening, who are, you know, I think often very frightened or, or, or not knowing what to do. I mean, a lot of this sounds like completely out of their, their yeah. space. Well, you know, what, what, what words of wisdom and what invitation can you give them, Louise? Well, you know, I think all of you know, anybody who's listening, you know that the progress you've ever made in your life, the great leaps that have ever uh, taken you to the next level of magic in your life have come after some kind of a tragedy, some kind of a challenge. We don't learn anything when everything's going smoothly. We only learn from some kind of disaster or trauma. And sometimes it's a little bit unfortunate to have to do it that way, but that is what it is. What we're seeing now, if you can see the flip side to this, yes, there's chaos and there's panic and there's worry and all of that stuff. But if you look up and look around, Oh my God, what we would have been trying to do for the next 50 years to reinstate the beauty and sanctity of this planet. This has happened in less than a month. All the plastic bags in the world that we don't use, all the, you know, anti-pollution and the this and that that we try to profess, that would never have taken the effect that this has done. And you should all lean into the positive, love each other, rejoice in the fact that our planet is going to survive. And if our planet survives, so will we. Stay in love. Stay in love. Stay in the space of love and be ever so grateful, everyone. Bless you, Louise. Thank you for those really inspiring words. And everyone, that was the wonderful Louise Meter. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. And um, thank you to everybody for listening. Take care. And really, you know, as Louise says, stay in love. <laughs>